Welcome everyone to Spinning It. We're a podcast about football in America from high school to Canton. Each week, Anthony Nippy Ames, that's me, along with former pro quarterback Chris Hickson, explore questions about life lessons that come straight from the gridiron. Like, what does it take to raise a healthy grounded player in this day and age? What lessons in leadership are mission critical for helping players thrive both on and off the field? Oh, and this is other guy who used to play pro as well, Kyle Rowley. He's going to join us to close out every episode and tell us what's on his mind. You'll have fun with that. We're going to chat with experts, athletes, and coaches from all levels of the game and take your calls on everything from college recruiting to striking that ideal sport life balance. Welcome to a podcast about life, leadership, and the pursuit of excellence. This is Spinning It. Follow us on social media at Spinning It Pod and be sure to subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. Hey everyone, welcome back to Spinning It. Today's guest is Brandon Corbin. He was one of the three coaches up at the coaching convention that we sat down with. And one of the reasons I liked him is in the quarterback roundtable room, he was asking some really interesting questions. And I said, I kind of like the mind on him. And I went to Chris and Chris was like, yeah, 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 he'd be great. So a little background on uh, Coach Corbin. Yeah, what I liked about him was uh, he was OCD on detail. And, you know, when you're OCD on detail, usually there's a resume that kind of puts you exactly why you are what you are. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he's coached on the high school level and the college level for years. And so recently, Coach Corbin is presently, he's a quarterback trainer for the Nationwide Jenkins Elite Training Company. He's also the Kansas City QB director for that company. Additionally, he's part-time analyst for Pro Football Focus. And basically what they do is they grade football films, uh, which is actually pretty cool. It's a great yeah. service. You know, from NFL, FBS, and FCS football programs, he provides team-grade analysis through that PFF program. So additionally to the PFF analysis team, Coach Corbin represents the highest 10% of employees within the company, which is pretty dang cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And one of the cool things about sitting down with all these coaches this weekend was uh, they all have their own process. Of analytics and stuff like that, but on a Venn diagram, there's there's some congruencies, and and, and he does a really good job of articulating it. So, uh, without further ado, Coach Brandon Corbin. All right, guys. Second interview. We had to punt on drive. We, we, we did. We did. <laughs> our, our huddle got messed up. We improvised and we showed leadership, which leads us to our first question. All right. <laughs> when you're recruiting a quarterback, what are the first characteristics, traits that are primary traits that you look for and filter for in a recruit? Yeah. Great question. A lot of it is not physical traits. Most of the time, if you are recruiting a quarterback, you've probably assessed already his ability to throw the football. Um, you, it doesn't usually go in reverse, right. but you know, I, I can, I know that this, this guy can, can throw the ball. He can make the hard throws, maybe even good with his feet. But I would say the, the number one thing that I'm looking for personally would be leadership ability. Right. Okay. Is he, is he a leader? It, it ties into, I actually have five kind of personal core pillars, if you will, of quarterback play and it's leadership, intelligence, toughness effort and accuracy. And I tell, I tell our quarterbacks all the time, I say, look, four of those five are not physical things, right? Right. Effort, effort will become that, but 
80% of what I'm looking for out of a quarterback or what we are looking for is in a quarterback for whatever program I might be with, 80% of it's not physical, mm-hmm. right? Now, leadership is is one of those things that it's really, you know, it's hard to define. Most of us know it when we see it, right. but it's not just something that just wraps itself nicely in a box, mm-hmm. right? And so to see a quarterback in person, uh, when the huddle tape is actually not running is super important because mm-hmm. I want to see how does he manage a huddle? How does he interact? You know, what, what's his body language like when he doesn't make the throw on third and eight and he knows it's his fault, right. you know, and he's coming back to the sideline, you know, how does he interact with his coaches? You know, mm-hmm. is, 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 uh, you know, his coachability level high because I, I've always viewed coachability as a, as a leadership slash intelligence issue. Totally. Right. Totally. And so if if you talk about oh is he coachable, is he this or that? Well, what what are his leadership qualities combined with his 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 mental and emotional intelligence that he has that that makes him somebody that guys want to follow, Mm -hmm. you know, because, because ultimately the, the way that the sport is designed, people want to follow the quarterback, right? right? You know, it's not, it's not one of those positions where just all of a sudden, you know, Hey, I'm the quarterback. So I'm the leader. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, I tell guys that all the time. I mean, it's in one of the very first pieces of literature that they get from me is I say, Hey, when it comes to leadership, you're not the leader just because you're the quarterback. Right. Like that's not how this works. Like right. just because you get the title doesn't mean that, okay, I'm the leader now. Now are people going to look at you differently if you're the starter and these kind of things? Certainly that, that mm-hmm. comes with the position, but you have to be, you have to have those leadership skills before you become that person. Right. Right. Before you become that person that, that everybody wants to follow and that somebody that can lead a team. So leadership would be the first one. And like I said, you, you've got to have, does he have that? Um, does he have intelligence? Uh, lots of ways to gauge that. Is he tough? Right. right? Um, you know, Jimbo was was quoted as saying that once that if you know if your quarterback's not tough, your team won't be either. Yeah. And oh, and sorry. and you know, I I think I said that first because I've been saying that for about fifteen years. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> but either way, it's true. You know, you just I, I ask coaches. I said, is he tough? Right. right? Is he a tough kid? Mm-hmm. You know mentally, emotionally, physically, is he a tough kid? Because it's a tough position. Yeah. So you've got to have that toughness. And, and yes, we understand that, you know, quarterbacks wear the gold jersey or the red jersey or whatever, and they don't get touched in practice and all that. We, there's, a, there's a thin line between protecting the guy in a practice situation and obviously in games to versus is he just tough? Because if, he's, if, if I run into a high school and or I'm a recruiting a guy or I'm working with a college-level kid – I want I want somebody to say he's tough as nails. And is is he one of the toughest guys on your team? Yeah. Oh, coach. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and so, you know, it's funny because, you know, every now and then you'll get it, you know, you'll get a quarterback that maybe like wrestles, right? And you're like, oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Right. I wrestled for a little bit. It's hard, right? You yeah, know, and yeah, so sure. if you wrestle, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. those guys kind of have it figured out. So anyway, going back to the toughness, it's just super important. And then when you turn on the tape, you know, accuracy, it's great. You know, and, and I, I have these kind of healthy debates with, with other quarterback coaches about, okay, how far can he throw it or can he do this and can he drop it in the bucket from 35 yards out? You know, all those things are great. And, and any of us at this table would take that ability, but at the same time, you just, you can't replace accuracy. Like yeah, you just, yeah. you, you have to be accurate. Like 
great that you have a 90 mile an hour fastball, but if it goes in the dirt, every pitch, right. you're not, you're right. not a major yeah, league pitcher. Sure. Like, you know, and so it's one of those things that yeah. the, because as you progress and I, I make sure I point this out to my quarterback, as you progress through your career and through the position, if you're blessed to make it to professional sports, whether it be CFL, NFL, or any type of professional sport or professional level of football, the windows get smaller yeah. and tighter and tighter. And so that accuracy just becomes that much more important as the, the, the elevation of the, of play occurs. Well, you can, I mean, I've heard Tony Romo talk about how he was on rosters and he would see guys throw and he's like, that guy totally dusts me, but Tony Romo put it where the guy was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that becomes more valuable if you take a little speed off your fastball, if you can just put it where the guy's supposed to be, then right. the guy can always have an opportunity to make the play. Sure. Yeah. Right. yeah. I think about yeah. Ac- accuracy, right? The, not only do the windows get tighter, but at the same time, the quarterback gets more accurate because they're obviously getting yeah. you know, older, better, have more repetitions at it. And uh, windows, sure, but really, guy's always open. It's where you put the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. 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 Guy can be right on him, but because sure. of body positioning, right. You know, ball, wherever, mm-hmm. high, right. side, you know, you name it. Yeah. Guys open. And I love quarterbacks that can do that. But, you know, going on a few of the things that you already talked about, like when you talk about leadership and being a leader and they all kind of like wrap into one. They do. When you start to think about toughness, leadership, effort, and all those different things you were talking about, if you're not walking it and talking it, like, for instance, the red jersey, I get it. <laughs> but and so, therefore, you really have to come through anyway when it's, when it's time to be called upon. And you get, like you know, uh, spiked into the ground or whatever, you get a hard hit or whatever, and you get up like nothing happens. And people, team, your frequency that you vibe at is going to be sure. the frequency that the quarterback lays off. Like if he's to stuff his nails, well, then the linemen, the wide receivers have to live up to some standard of that where you're at. If mm-hmm. you're down here, you know, they don't have to vibe up yep. to that. So toughness mm-hmm. is masterfully uh, important. And then you talk about... Uh, just the effort part of things like we were talking about sprints earlier Mm -hmm. with mike and and it's just like the guy running sprints he can he can be this tired and look like that but you can also be that tired and still look like this Mm -hmm. so yeah yes you Mm -hmm. vibe off to your guys so leadership is a lot of those components all meeting at the leadership moment because that's what's your walking in Mm -hmm. characteristic of being a leader Mm -hmm. all those things Right. So, yeah. dude, I, I love I love the fact that you package it too. Like, yeah. the five yeah. things. Like, yeah. let me let me give you clearly what our expectations are, and the way right. you do that, they know exactly. This means how I should be. You give me a clear path, and I know what kind of quarterback I need to be for you. Mm-hmm. It's right. so important. Those are tight yeah. metrics, right? right. Yeah. yeah, I like yeah. those. Yeah, yeah, and, it, and, yeah. and I mean, it was it came over time. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't start out twenty years ago. Knowing that it was leadership, intelligence, toughness, for sure. as accurate. like I didn't, right. you know, I, I, I knew what I was kind of looking for, what right. I wanted, but just like you said, it's, it's just been my, you know, I've been blessed to coach this, this for over two decades and, and you just refine it over time. And, and it really, you know, like you said, it just kind of, it, it's, it's the, it's the, you know, the magic pill, if you will, for what, what we're looking for, what I'm looking for in, in a quarterback, you know, cause even like, let's take effort for example, right. It's. I tell the guys, I said, look, I said, the effort's going to happen in the game because you have 11 bad guys that are going to try to come after you. Right. And it's human nature to run and not get destroyed and and protect yourself and play the sport, right? But effort doesn't necessarily come naturally in the weight room. 
It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily come naturally in the classroom. It doesn't necessarily come naturally even in the meetings that we have with our group, right? right? Like when you're, when you're a quarterback group, like position meetings, I need effort in there. You yeah. know, I, I need, I need you present. I need you giving effort at all times. And, and like you said, just the residual effects that that has on the team just, just can't be understated. Yeah, you can't, it's hard you know, to measure. Too. It's just because they have to see that effort all the time. I mean, I don't, it obviously is not super common, but if, if I run into a quarterback that's got straight C's, that's not even an intelligent issue. That's an effort issue right, to right. me. Like you're not trying hard enough. Right. 100%. Yeah. And so, and so that's, that, that would be kind of a, a going the other way. That would be a red flag of like, why, like, why are you a C plus kind of guy? Like what's, mm-hmm. what's going on with that? So yeah, like you said, it, 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 it encapsulates a lot of different, a lot of different things. And you can, you can obviously be a leader off the field as well. And then sure. that's exactly what yeah. you're looking for. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, for sure. Recruit question. If you're um, going to recruit somebody, mm-hmm. okay. And, and this could be you know, recruiting all the guys, right. But you, you know how coach Canales likes to talk about what's your special tool, what's your, right. what's your special like <laughs> trick? What is it? So you've got to create the bond. Create the relationship. Mm-hmm. What makes you stand out from all the other recruiters? So what's your special trick? My special trick, you know, it's funny because I have been told by other staffers, different programs I've been with that, that I that I am a good recruiter. So I, I would, I guess I can put myself in that category, especially when it comes to a quarterback. It's the hope is, is that's going to be a long-term kind of intimate if you will, relationship, mm-hmm. right? right? And so when I go into recruiting, I just, I, I, I really feel like I am a genuine recruiter. Like, I really want to get to know this guy. I really want to get to know his parents. I want to sit in his house and know the name of his dog, right? So that when, you know, things are maybe tough two years down the road, we can go and reflect on, hey, let's change the subject. You know, how's Roscoe doing? you know, or whatever it is. And, and I think that it's not really uh, the one tool in the toolbox. It's just, I firmly believe I have a genuine interest in that, that player, that person. Your right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, and, but I, it's not because I have to do that to sign the kid or because I have overt pressure to, to, Oh, we've got to sign this kid or we got to get this kid. Or, it's, I, I want to, I genuinely want to, because if you don't if you don't establish that relationship and you don't really know much about this person we all understand in in the portal area sometimes you have to recruit at a much more rapid pace than you would be accustomed to but at the same time what, tough, what what kind of relationship yeah what kind of relationship do i have with the kid when he gets on campus because i want to have one you know i don't well, i don't want it to be first day well oh hey Jeff, good to see you. All right. I, I know I've only touched you on the phone once, but hey, you're my starting it's quarterback. Wrong. Because I always just had a very, you know, a very genuine desire to know to know these these guys. And and I I, I think that really actually spread. I know we're talking quarterbacks, but even just to anybody that I coached, you yeah. know, and, and unfortunately I have had, you know, just a few years ago, I had I had a kid that I recruited, got him all the way out of Texas to, to Tennessee, and, and he was killed in a single car accident. And it was it was devastating. You know, I, I got the call that morning and, and he had finished his his career and he was done in college but it was just it was devastating just because you know i i knew his mom and i knew his family and you know, he'd go back to texas and ride horses and so Jesus. one of the first things i did when i went back that next fall recruiting texas is i when i went out to lunch with mom 
you know, and I said, yeah. Yeah, I'm in town and I'm, I'd like to see you. So long, long story short there is that it's just, you know, you have those relationships because once again, obviously you guys are very free to leave now, you know, in the portal yeah. in this game, but you hope that it is a three to four to five year right. relationship, you know? So it just, it's, it's just that foundation and, and, you know, knowing as much as you can about them. Coming from a player's perspective, I just remember I wanted to look at my coach like a dad. Yeah. I, Dude, are you kidding me? You're getting ready to go to another college campus. You got to have that. Like, particularly, I mean, I don't know for you, my dad was really instrumental part of why I was playing quarterback and he was at every game. So I needed something else Mm -hmm. to kind of be there. Well, and you're going to, you know, that relationship foundation is just so important because the the masses don't understand the amount of time you spend Mm. together. I mean, in season, I'm I'm literally spending more time with my quarterbacks than I am with my family. Sure. <laughs> so sure. you know, and 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 so the, it it you have to have that that working relationship. And once again, it just goes so far beyond a kid's arm. It, it also, you're spending time, but you're building something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, in a lot of ways, you can call it building a business, building whatever. But you're also you're going to battle with something. It's you know I I call football war minus the downside. <laughs> you get to the, take the real yeah, yeah, yeah yeah death there's still downside right but like you get to take your pads off and like you know shake off the battle but like you you show up and like really the shared content of our relationship is that we're building something we're going to battle together mm-hmm. yeah, for fun you and, I, you and i talked about this last night so like like every week every day potentially offers a challenge a life lesson yeah. like football gives you throws life lessons constantly how to deal with you know issues or negativity and how to rise above it you know and have resolve uh how if, if you are winning how to stay on top mm-hmm. just keep your fine edge and work i mean there's just so many different life lessons that you can't turn off you can't take a vacation it's there right. and it's, it's yeah. there when you go to bed and it's there when you wake up yeah. i just remember that and it's yeah. like and i was obsessed with it so yeah <laughs> well and it teaches you yeah. like you're going to lose. Yeah. Like there's no, there's no buddy that's ever won every game they've ever coached or ever played. Right. I mean, there's been undefeated seasons or there's been, you know, really long streaks by sure. people, you know, yeah. I've been at high schools where they won 26 games in a row or what, but you're going to lose. And so it, like you said, with the life lessons, like you're going to lose in life every now and then too. Yeah. Right. Like if you've never lost in life, I don't even know if you're trying hard enough. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, I, it's just embedded in, in the sport. For sure. And particularly the quarterback position, like you play 10, 12, 15 games, right? Like it's not like basketball or baseball. When you make a mistake, particularly <laughs> at quarterback, yeah. it's not like you can go foul the guy, right. stop the clock. <laughs> right. Like you gotta, you gotta go stew in your pick six. Right. Yeah. And you get the ball back, back. right away. Yeah. You got the kick And you gotta have that range. memory. And if your confidence <laughs> is tenuous at all, it's like you got, you get, you need a lifeline. Mm-hmm. You need your teammates. Can right? we take a quick yeah. roll call? Yeah. Raise your hand if you've thrown a pick six in a game. Hey, all right. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. That's because that's because my that's because I was throwing it a lot. <laughs> it was a system. It was 40, 45, 40, 45, 45 to 50 times a game. You know, it's going to happen. All right. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Jesus, oh, you asked awesome. that because you knew I was going to raise it. That's awesome. These are surprise questions. <laughs> I should just lied. All right, all right. Switching subjects. You're yes, sir. You're in the NFL. Okay? You're a part of, you're 
making choices, player personnel. Hey, you got Johnny Manziel or Jamarcus Russell. Who you draft? <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, wow, those, <laughs> those, uh, those didn't work out. Um, those did not work out. Um, but I, but I, I am, I am. Um, yeah, and I don't. You know, I. It's amazing to think about. You know, you always hear whether it be colleges or NFL, they're always talking about you know what's in the building, you know, just worry about who's in the building and the opinion about the people that are in the building. And, and there is truth to that. I, I certainly believe that myself as a coach, but you just, you never know as an outsider, what was going on in those right. particular situations. And so, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I would probably take Johnny, uh, if, I, if I had to choose those of those two, um, just because I, I think he was, just at the time it was becoming you you had more of the Lamar Jackson effect you had more of the just how even in the NFL when you really try to protect these guys and now when you sack them you have to pick them up and gently set them down you know they're they're so protected but at the same time the over the last decade, basically, the the value of a mobile quarterback just can't mm. really be understated. There's defensive coordinators that criticize Mahomes all the time. You know, you'll you'll get some little quote, "Oh, it's just he's just backyard ball all the time." Well, it works. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he just broke the record. You know, five thousand yards, and so yeah. you you know, I to answer to answer the question more directly, it would probably be Johnny, just because at the time I think he represented really where that position was headed. And and I I think you would have to just in my mind you would just kind of have to to take him you know and hopefully not yeah (laughs) I hope for the best yeah well I I think I you know it's hard to train a guy later in life to you know this is we're gonna use your extra special skill set at when you require it right so you set up these scenarios right Right. because you're a doctor about how the quarterback position is gonna work you train the heck out of a ton of dudes right so the question would be is like how can we set up an environment where we can train this guy to keep your eyes downfield? You know, let's go through the checks and just key in on what's going to, you know, accelerate me to the next read, right? Right. And I know that's where you would have taken it, right? So that's, that's why it's an interesting question because, and it's a great answer that you gave because of the turn of the change of the evolution. I, yeah, I believe so. Starting to yeah. Mm-hmm. That type of player. Yeah. That makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. So the recruiting process, okay? Because, mm-hmm. you know, I would imagine that we're going to have a lot of quarterbacks and a lot of dads listening to this podcast, right? And so when we talk about that, one of their main concerns is this recruiting process. Yes. How the heck does this work? Because I know you get calls, I get Mm -hmm. calls, because you're not just, because you're working out, you know, quarterbacks as well. So you get this question, I'm sure. All the time. How the heck does this work? It's like just a black hole. Mm -hmm. I don't know where this is going. I've got no stars. How does that work? What do I do? What advice do you give those guys? How is it working? How does it all go, Mm -hmm. go down? Yeah, I mean, and that's that's a that's an an enormous yeah, yeah. question, you know, and and it's it's a fair question. It's just it's an enormous question, and and like you said, it I would say outside of the actual coaching of of quarterbacks that I do, that would be the number one question I get. I mean, I even as early as guys in middle school, like you know, hey, I, you know, coach, I, this may sound like a dumb question, but he's you know he's going into sixth grade. Should we be doing any anything for recruiting or media? You know, is is it time for him to get a Twitter or do you have to do all these kind of things? And you know, I, one of the things I stress to to parents is it does help to put yourself out there 
it's never a bad thing to advocate for yourself. You know, I do think high schoolers should have social media accounts that are accessible, that have their real name, not G Dog 22. You know, like I need to be able to find this guy. I need to be able to, right. (laughs) But I mean, because see, a lot of people, when they, a lot of people, when they see recruiting, what they see is kind of the ESPN top 300, right? right? And, and that's the, that's the kind of recruiting that they see. Well, there's incredible, football being played at all levels sure. across the country. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've been at, and at some of the biggest schools and I've also been at some small schools as well. And, and sometimes people forget that, you know, some D2 school might have a great program, but they don't have 50 people running around in recruiting, recruiting department mm. and player personnel and all these other people that, that the large programs are gifted with. And so something just as simple as being able to find their phone number quickly is, is immensely helpful if, if right. you're at a, a yeah. smaller school that, that lacks resources. So the ability to, to be found, I think, is, is something that I emphasize with parents, but then I also emphasize to them too. I said, you know, being a great quarterback and a great teammate for your team, it sounds cliche as all get out, but that's basically the best thing you can do yeah, to, yeah. To, to get recruited. And, and you know, some, some parents have the concern, of, well, you know, they hear all the time, you know, one of the best things you can do for recruiting is win. Right. Not only because it reflects well on you, but because you play those extra games. Maybe somebody sees you at a playoff game or in the state championship. And you know, some parents are, well, our team's not very good. <laughs> you know, so but well, I'm like, well, then let's do your best and, and as a quarterback, try to make them better. You know what I mean? So because if maybe you were on a winless football team mm-hmm. as a sophomore, well, if you turn around you go from oh and ten to five and five, somebody's gonna notice. Right. You know, no, somebody I, in the area is gonna notice for sure. I'm a firm believer of dominate what's in front of you. Yes. Yeah. And that, right, that, right. Will, that will open up doors because that's all, that's the only option you have is what's in front of you. It's yeah. hard to dominate yeah. the past. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trust <laughs> me, I've tried it. As basic and fundamental as it yeah. sounds, but sometimes it's that easy. Yeah. Just take what's in front yep. of you and dominate that. Yep. I will add this to it or ask, let me just ask it. Other ways to promote yourself or put yourself out there is how do you feel about camps going to like college one day is so perfect I do I I do agree with going to camps because you, you know if especially if you have if you have an interest in playing there and you believe that your skill set matches that level of play then you should go to a camp there you know mm-hmm. the mega camps are always an interesting one just because you know yeah there's there might be I you know work in a camp but there's 500 kids there you know it's it's never hurts to show up but is that better than going to you know an FCS level camp you know when I was down at McNeese we sponsored our a camp like almost everybody does, but we had LSU as guest coaches at ours, you know, and, and the difference is, is that we had about a hundred and some kids show up, maybe 150 or so, but you've got LSU coaches running around. You've got some other small colleges from Louisiana Mm -hmm. that were running around as well. And, and that's, you know, eventually they're going to see that guy and be like, who's, who's that one kind of skinnier quarterback over there? He's, I, I kind of like this kid. And mm-hmm. and that's, I do think there's value in that. Now I, I also tell parents, especially multi-sport, you know, athlete parents, that. I say, yeah. you know, I, I do advise summertime is, is a heavy training time for a lot of guys, off season training and those kinds of things. And, but it's also, you know, you want to get to places where you can have that exposure, but I always get a little wary when I have kids that are just constantly tired because they're, they're on the right. road. They're basically on, you know, guns and roses world tour. Yeah. Right. Every, and, and it's like every day of the week they're at a camp. And, and if that's your approach, you know, that's your parenting choice. But I, I, I do kind of 
warn, if you will, or, or caution parents to, you know, just let's not just completely wear this, you know, this sophomore yeah. high school out. You, you've got time. And, and like I said, it's, you know, one of the things too with recruiting is, yeah, I really think that the, the D1 or bust mentality is just, it's, it's really tough on kids because it is, it is so hard to play at that level. I've, I've been at that level. I've coached at that level. And it's just what it takes to, to get that full ride to a, a division one school. You know, I have parents that think that group of five is like too small, you know, and you're just, you know, you try to be polite and you're like, okay, well, the, you're closing a lot of, a lot of windows. I mean, yeah. there's only, there's only about 60 places on earth that play power five football and they have one quarterback, you know? And, and so I, I also point that out to parents as well. I said, you, you know, cause some parents can, can get a little impatient and even the, the player themselves can get impatient. You know, I just not getting a lot. And, and that can be frustrating when you you feel like you're not getting noticed, right. Especially if you are playing well, or maybe your team's doing pretty well. But as I tell them, I said, similar to a specialist, like a kicker or a punter, yeah. um, the recruiting for them typically goes a little differently and even a lot of times slower than other positions because you might have a year at a school where you're not even bringing really even bringing in one guy you know you maybe you have a portal guy maybe that's coming in at semester and it just might not be a year that you're even recruiting a quarterback so because there's only one right. <laughs> you know you might sign five offensive linemen on a recruiting cycle right. at you know fill in the blank state but Sometimes you don't even sign a quarterback. And if you do, it's probably just one guy because quarterbacks don't like coming in when you sign three or four of them at right. the same time. Right. <laughs> right. You know, and so I think I think just that I think that singularity with the position also you you have to speak and talk a little differently with parents and they have to have a, a certain understanding that that position is just it's a little different mm -hmm. than other recruited positions. A good, honest evaluation of yourself to understand really what you can play at and trust others mm -hmm. around you that suggest yeah, yeah. certain scenarios because you don't want to go somewhere that one, it's a business and, and the business piece of it is going to be, you may get on, but they're also recruiting people after you Yes, and they make it on. If they get on, you're toast. Right. So right. it's like, you got to make a good, honest evaluation where you're at. Yeah. yeah, to be able to go on to the next level and expect good playing time. Extremely important. Yes, extremely important. And and you know it's it's one of those things too where okay it, if even if it's not a full right, I don't think you know most parents. Uh, yeah, I myself am a parent a number of years away from my girls going to to college, but I'll I'll take college at a discount. You know, I mean, it's, uh, if somebody's well, we can yeah, only give you, you know, I'm, I'm at X school and I can only give you 60%. Well, psh, sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, that I'll take that too, mm -hmm. you know? So it's, 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 you know, obviously, or obviously nothing, no, no shade being thrown on those, those bigger, you know, right. division one programs, because that's obviously a fantastic opportunity, but it, it's just, it's such a small part of, of the larger college mm. football world and the larger college football world that will pay for you, uh, at least to some extent to come play for. So anything else you want to leave our audience with the recruiter, the process, any QBs out there from ages from eight, message? eight to 20. For special message um, to Canton. <laughs> <laughs> like i said yeah. yeah like you said just just I, I think you put it very well just just dominate what's in in front of you yeah. and you know it, whether that be even eight-man football yeah. or some you know something that's non-traditional just just go out there and and 
we talked earlier this morning kind of about the consistency piece and those quarterbacks, as far as recruiting, you just, you have to be consistent. You know, if you're, if you're just, if you're up and down all the time, it's like, oh, well, this game he threw for 300 yards and four touchdowns. Well, how about the next game? Ah, well, their defense was a little better, turned it over a few times, and, yeah, and it was just like a horrible game. That happens from time to time, but you can't be on this roller coaster cycle because no coach wants to be on a roller coaster right, either. Right. <laughs> and, so, and so if you are, then they're like, eh, maybe I'll go with the guy that maybe he's not throwing for 400 yards, but he's throwing for 260 every game and a couple of touchdowns, and he's just consistent, consistent, consistent because then you kind of know what, what you're getting. And so to answer your question, I would say just really perfect the craft. I think it's impossible for a quarterback to watch too much film. So you can master the sport. You can master your craft. There, there's just so many things between footwork and biomechanics, but also defensive identification and just all these things. It's, just, it's essentially, you're never going to arrive. Yeah. You're just never going to arrive. And it's, it's kind of the Tom Brady syndrome. Well, you won four Super Bowls. Are you done? Well, I want to win five. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. so, and that's and still going, you know, yeah. and still going. So I, I think that that would be you create those recruiting opportunities by by doing those kinds of things. Man, well, I'll tell you, this conversation could have gone forever. Yeah. Right. Because the, the wealth of knowledge to sit there and talk about the wide plethora of requirements. You have to play this position and what you know about it. And uh, really appreciate your time, bro. Yeah, this was awesome. Really, Brandon, appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, was this awesome. was awesome. Appreciate Thanks, you guys. Man. Appreciate it. Whoa, what a conversation right there. All right, let me give you my RPO on this one. Uh, man, so many takeaways. You know, leadership first. I loved. I love the fact that Coach, Coach Corbin talks about how toughness isn't talked about enough at the quarterback position i couldn't agree more and i think you know wearing those red jerseys at practice kind of takes away from like what it really takes to play quarterback like you have to be able to take a hit give a hit take a uh, you know get squashed get back up on the next play and keep your eyes downfield while someone's trying to take you out again and you know, toughness comes in a lot of different ways. It can be physical toughness and just being able to take blows or give them, but it could also be mental toughness. And I think most of the times at this position, it is mental toughness. It can be toughness of like making it through, you know, personal situations while still being able to focus on football. It can be bouncing back from an interception. So just love that he's hidden on that. Um, he talked about how this position is different. You know, I, I kind of, uh, I think, Chris, I think you said, you know, it's about giving an honest evaluation of yourself. I actually, that's where that's where I diverge on this one. That's where I, maybe this RPO comes in, Rowley's pissed off. I think it's the college's job to give an evaluation of you. I always believed it's a quarterback's job to believe you're the baddest dude on the planet. Line any quarterback up on the other side, and I'm coming out with more points on the scoreboard. I don't even care what defense I have. They can. I'm, I'm coming out and find a way to come out with more points. So, you know, go. I, I like the guys that are D1 or bust. Like, if you got a dream, dream it and don't stop. Here's my favorite story. Baker Mayfield. He wasn't getting recruited at the FBS level like he thought he should. So, you know what dude did? Enrolled in schools that were FBS schools, walked onto the field at practice, said, Coach, I'm starting here, and just showed him. And was so good that they couldn't deny him at, at multiple schools. And right, ends up being a Heisman Trophy winner and, and uh, I think first or high round draft pick in the NFL. You guys talked about 
dominate where you're at. And 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 I love that, coach. And I have I want to do a couple key points of how to get recruited out of a camp because you guys talked about mega camps, college camps, and how to stand out. Here's just what I think, and and I have a couple examples of how this happened. First of all, steal reps. Everyone thinks everyone's going to bring their best. They don't. After about halfway through the camp, guys fall asleep on their feet. Steal their reps. If they're waiting, just take it. Coaches will notice, like, man, did that guy just go three times in a row? Is that guy taking every other rep? And guys will let you because they're not really there to compete. Sometimes their parents want them there. Sometimes they think they love football, but they really don't. If you show up and steal reps, coach will pull you to the side. Have a cadence that draws some attention. Said, hut, hut, hut. Guys go up there, said hut, or they're just clapping nowadays. That's not going to get you any attention. Draw some attention with your cadence. Obviously, hustle. People think they're hustling. If you're running to the next drill with all the other quarterbacks, that's not hustle. Get to the coach first and leave some separation between you. Really actually hustle. He lost me. Lord have mercy. God, was he rambling? My God. Baker Mayfield. Talk about a car with no brakes. Were you out last night, Kyle? Because if, if you were out last night, we understand, but good God. Ramble, ramble, ramble. Jesus. Like, you know, paragraph, sentence, just, you know, organize your thoughts. A washer machine. Sorry. Just Sorry, <gasps> Kyle. Sorry, Kyle. I mean, look, I think he was right about Brandon Corbin, and then, then he lost me. Yeah. I mean, I was lost in a low. Okay. So we're just going to regroup, have a little <laughs> sit down with Kyle, let him know how this podcast works, how we have standards and, and all that stuff. Hey, Rally's pissed off. Yeah. Wait until next time. Wait <laughs> he hears this. God. He's going to fire himself. All right, guys. Till next week.